Welcome to Cooking the Books, the food and hospitality podcast discussing all aspects of the industry. We interview chefs, butchers, brewers, winemakers, restaurateurs, restaurant managers, and we talk about how they got to this point, through the good times and the bad, and what they've got planned for the future. This is Cooking the Books. This week on the podcast, we had James from Woodcutter's Kitchen in Bentley here in Melbourne. Um, James had a really interesting career, actually. He started off wanting to be a musician in a band, uh, but his parents said, that's not a great idea. I reckon you should do an accountancy course, which he did. He then left doing that and joined the police uh, in the drug squad, chasing down drug dealers and whatnot, which is quite ironic, really, then moving into kitchens. But uh, yeah, anyway, he then left the drug squad and went into banking. Started, he had a really successful corporate career in the banking world. And then after, I think he said, 10 years of this, he, he left that and, and decided he was going to... He got into fermenting, brewing his own beer and vegetables, and which then led on to bread. And he wanted an outlet. Yeah, he wanted an outlet for his bread and whatnot. He wanted to pursue that and, and have a, a bit of an outlet for it. So he started a bakery which then he decided didn't work and he pivoted. One of the really interesting things about this conversation, which I found out about, which, which I learned about James, and not coming from the hospitality in the background, um, he pivots really well. He, If it's not working, he moves. And I don't know if that's a corporate thing and or whatever. It's, it, it's really interesting to look at a, a corporate view on the industry. Yeah, I ate there last week. It was fantastic. He's probably going to kill me for saying this, but the pizzas were really fantastic. I know he's trying to move away from the pizzas because he's got these two beautiful wood-burning ovens. Um, but he wants to focus more on not the pizzas, more the, more the, the other dishes. But the pizza was fantastic. My son, Monty, he loved it. And we, we loved it also. All the food was great, but I thought the pizzas were really especially fantastic. I hope everyone enjoys this. Again, the theme of this season seems to be a little bit about startups and people having a go and the struggles of opening restaurants uh, there's a few more I've got Nick Greaves coming um, in the next couple of weeks who also has gone through a very similar process so yeah anyway that's me waffling now over to the show okay James thanks for coming I appreciate your time um, yeah thanks again it's a pleasure man you've got such an interesting story you went from finance to police back to finance and then opened your own restaurant like two years ago yeah what a what an interesting story let's can you can we start at the beginning and let's go through it let's do it so you were, were you a musician I was uh, what what instrument not a particularly successful one as it turns out yeah yeah what what guitar you, oh yeah, yeah bass yeah. Lead, lead lead okay <laughs> what style uh hard rock oh yeah okay yeah. and do you still play from time to time trying to get my daughters to play now oh yeah how many yeah. kids Two. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, Two yeah. girls. Obviously. Two girls. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. Yeah. Nine beautiful. and 11. They've both got guitars. So, and yeah. do you teach them? Trying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is it easier? To t- is it harder to teach than it is to play? I think they probably should get a music teacher. Yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. So, you got in accountancy or finance or what? Is that right? Yeah. So, what happened? Did you, did you get pushed into it or what happened? Um, so I was living at home and, and finished high school yeah. and didn't tell mum I hadn't applied for uni because I was going to be in a rock band. Oh, you were full set on. That yeah. was it. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. she said, well, if you're going to live here, you have to study um, the TAFE, the college. It's got yeah, an yeah. open day. So she took me up there and um, she said, what do you want to do? And I said, you choose. Are you serious? So she chose accounting. <laughs> were, you, were you smart? Were you good with numbers? Or yeah. You yeah. were? You were quite yeah. a smart guy? Yeah. Yeah, numbers yeah, okay. come sort of easily to me. Yeah, okay. And then, so how, did you just do the course or, or was yeah. that, that was it? And then, then what? Then what? Did you say to be a policeman? Uh, no, no. Then I, I still was focused on the music, sort of fell into... A financial services job where my dad worked. Yeah, okay. Dad got me a job. Yeah, standard, <laughs> standard. What year is this? Uh, uh, this would be sort of in the early sort of 90s. I finished high school in 91. Yeah, okay. Um, in Sydney? In Sydney, yeah. yeah. But yeah, you know, I wasn't enjoying it. 
it, it didn't matter. Like everyone, I think I wanted to do something that mattered. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I thought, well, being a police officer matters. Yeah, seven so days. So I'll, I'll give yeah. that a go. And then what was the process with that? Like academy? I always think of a police academy, you know, like, what's that guy called? Yeah. It's funny because um, I was 25. It was my 25th birthday when I got the letter saying you can come in. Yeah, yeah. Um, And at that stage, there's a brief two-year period where New South Wales Police handed over running of the police academy to a university. Oh, okay. Because I think they wanted to change the profile of the candidates they were getting through. And someone had decided if it was a university course, you'd get a better... A smarter... Maybe, right? Yeah, right, okay. Um... So then it was actually like Police Academy, the movie. Like yeah. there was no longer like fit, strong men and women. There was all these sort of Gumby University students yeah, yeah. <laughs> getting around the Police Academy. <laughs> so I was one of them. Yeah. So okay. I went in in that sort of two-year experiment that they've subsequently abandoned. Oh, right. So yeah. You, yeah, okay. yeah. Never yeah. went back to it. No, I think that they, they should be treated as a police force, yeah. not like a university course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, so I got in through that. Yeah, okay. Um, not to say I wouldn't have got in anyway. But, um, yeah, so down the academy on a short course. Um, so normally a year. I was there for 12 weeks. Um, and then you were a policeman. And then I was on the streets of Camaramatta. <laughs> yeah. Is that when the riots and that were and all that? Uh, no. Oh. No, that's sort of Cronulla. Oh, that's Cronulla, sort of sorry. Southern, sorry. Okay, southern yeah. beaches. Yeah. Camaramatta is uh, inner west. Oh, western suburbs. Yeah. Um, very mixed, multicultural suburb dominated by, at that stage, Vietnamese uh, oh, heroin and heroin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No disrespect for, to Vietnamese, but I just I know that that, that was quite a big scene yeah. back in them days. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. So twelve weeks yeah. intense training. Can't even learn to drive in twelve weeks, <laughs> but you know right. whatever. We'll just yeah. start saving lives or getting involved with criminals. Yeah, and um, and and chasing drug lords. That's it. How was it? It was good. Was it? Yeah, I loved the work. Yeah, the work yeah, was okay. great. Everything, Intense? Yeah, everything you could imagine. The Cameramatta yeah, yeah. was a great station because it also had a an ongoing drug task force run out of the back of the police station. So, if what's you, a task force exactly? Like specific is it? Specifically targeting the the drug trade within Cabramatta, yeah, okay. whereas the main police station was just doing normal general duties policing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Kids breaking windows and whatnot. that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you were able to go over to the task force and do that oh and actually be part of that yeah and did you do that yeah oh yeah. man yeah interesting so it was fun yeah so you yeah, get to yeah. like they'll say tomorrow undercover in that yeah constable turn up well you can't do undercover without um doing a like a proper course right, but you okay. can be plain clothes yeah plain so clothes that's could, what i mean that's what i meant undercover. yeah, yeah, not like yeah. fbi agent undercover. Right. yeah yeah i get it I get so it. it was fun like turn up scruffy and try to get People to sell you drugs. <laughs> the, it was see, fun. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Did you did you get some people trying to sell you? Yeah, did you? but most of them know you're a copper. <laughs> you did that because they saw you the previous day in a uniform. <laughs> yeah, but like, uh, for you it's twice the price. You know? yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It feels super exciting that kind of thing. Yeah. But man, you must go home with quite a lot of anxiety. And do, do you yeah. ever, are you worried about people following you or people getting in, you know your parents or your house? Or, do you know what I mean? Like I, that's how I would yeah. be paranoid about that for sure. Well, when you join at that time, you could nominate your three preferred stations. Yeah. And I just picked three rough stations. Um, two, two fighting stations yeah. where you'd be punching on with people and one drug station. And I got my first choice, which is Cabramatta. And yeah, I, I, one of the reasons I ended up leaving was I developed an anxiety in relation to getting a needle stick injury. You, you got an needle? No. But, oh, but you thought but, you might. And I had some near misses. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. on at least monthly, people I worked with were Getting going through the process of having had a needle stick and starting the process to find out if they had HIV or Hep C. I was just supposed to say, that was like a big AIDS time, yeah. wasn't it? The 90s. Yeah. Is that right? Like, you yeah. know, like live aid and all that in England yeah. and, and all that. Yeah, it was a big AIDS time, wasn't it? No cure in that back then. Days, and uh, Hep C was... Hepatitis like, C, Yeah, the big it? one. Was like, it? yeah. Yeah, you would assume that if somebody is on the streets of Cabramatta shooting heroin, um, they've had a pretty serious fall from um, Society. where they want to be. Yeah, yeah. And they've probably been exposed to hep C. So, yes, yeah, so I had a few close calls, and that was one of the things that stressed me out a lot. And yeah. would that be like just someone coming at you with that, or more of like just like searching someone? Yeah, and you just tick, prick someone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, I've got a doctor friend, Danny Morland, and he, um, he I, I don't want to get this story wrong, but yeah, but I think he got, he worked in a hospital. Right. And so I think something happened. So I think that's right. I hope, Danny, if it's wrong, I'm sorry. I, I remember a story about yeah. him getting a prick or something. I think right. they call it, so yeah. And, um, yeah, terrifying. Absolutely yeah. terrifying. So what, the, the anxiety just overcome you and you're like, I just need to get out of this? Uh, no, it was, it was one of probably three reasons I ended up leaving. Um, but it was a meaningful yeah, contributor yeah, yeah. to it. I've got to ask, yeah. what, can you talk about the other two yeah, or yeah. not? Yeah, um, yeah. It just the culture of the police at that time yeah. um, wasn't real progressive. A bit racist And Yeah, and more... Very autocratic. Um, I joined as a 25-year-old, not an 18-year-old. I'd already had some life experience. But for pretty good reasons in the police, you have to do certain things for certain times. You have to, you have to do your time. Um, and I felt I was taking instruction from people who I didn't really think were that flash. You're right, okay. Yeah. They'd yeah. gone the other route. They'd been there since they were 18. And That's all. right. Yeah, yeah, Jaded. Yeah. Yeah, negative yeah, okay. that kind yeah, of thing yeah. but I think that the tipping point was um, some some dodgy shit went down and uh, I observed it oh really yeah and I, I I went home one day and decided I have three choices here one of them's go along with it yeah put up or shut up yeah. one of them's go to internal affairs yeah and one of them's get the hell out of dodge yeah okay and which, yeah. what did you do I left yeah fair yeah. enough yeah. I heard about that to be honest I've, uh, uh, on different podcasts like I spoke to you right. about Teacher's Pet and things yeah. like that about uh, there was quite a um, a lot going on in the police force back in them days and it doesn't yeah a lot of if you were mates with uh, you know the mates of the football team and stuff if you were the captain of the local football team or whatever there would, there would be you know everything would be a blind mm. eye a lot would do with the Catholic church as well in Victoria right. I heard a lot about that anyway I don't, I'm talking yeah. totally out of school but yeah there was a lot it wasn't quite as um it was pretty corrupt, basically, yeah. I think, is what they were saying back in yeah. the days. Obviously, things have changed now and, and whatnot. So you got out and you, yeah. um, and you went back to fat in a corporate world. And that was more just to get out. Yeah, you know, okay. I was renting. I had yeah. to pay rent. Yeah. I wanted to get out. I went back to what I knew. Yeah, okay. Um, rather than thinking about what I wanted to do. Banks? So, yeah, exactly. Just like, I need a job. Let's just jump into something. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have long... Well, you don't have long, do you? Think about it. Let's yeah. be honest. Money stops... Unless you've got like... And when you know, you're young and you're that age. Yeah, yeah, you've you got probably not, haven't got much no. savings, to be honest. Yeah. You're just spending it all. And say, like, yeah. I've got like six weeks to make a That's decision. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so you, what, what banks, is that right? You went uh, into banks? At that point, I went into um, stockbroking. Oh, far out. Yeah, so I, I worked for... Is that um, buying and selling stocks, is it? Yeah, so I was working for an online stockbroker. Um, managing a team of um, traders taking orders from customers. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. Uh, do, you, do you need a license for that? Is that right? Yeah, you need to get a qualification. Yeah. I was lucky with that job, actually, because um, I came across the right recruiter who um, saw that I had some potential. Yeah. And the right employer who said, okay, I can train this guy. Yeah, yeah, um, okay. Do yeah, you, so, so I was lucky. Do you still, mm. what, what are your thoughts on shares? Um, well, I mean, as I mentioned to you before, we started the, yeah, yeah. the the chat. Um, I did that for twenty years and wasn't really into it, to be yeah. honest. So it was hard work every day, turning up and being interested in grinding markets. Out. Whereas other people love it and yeah, they're yeah. passionate about it. And they've got an interest in it. I'm definitely interested in yeah. it for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think that's I'm not great very if good you're into at it. it. I've got to be honest. I've yeah. lost a bit of money in it. I'm not very good at it, to be totally honest with you. Yeah. But in the short term, I still believe in my investments in the long term, to yeah. be honest. But in the short term, that they haven't done as well as I was hoping. But that's yeah. that's the, the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah. And also the market at the moment and any, all the other things. But yeah. it's would you say it's definitely a long term, a long unless it's day trading, which is a different game completely. But you know, if you buy. $1,000 in HP, for instance, and you sit on them for the next 20 years, you shouldn't, you will make some money, right? Maybe. Yeah. Okay. I had, um, I had a, a boss once who is a pretty famous um, Australian financial commentator called Alan Kohler. Yeah. He's on the ABC. I worked for him for five years. And he, he said something that stayed with me once. He said, trade the large caps which are the big stocks. The blue, the, the blue, is that blue chips? The yeah. top 100? Trade those. Trade those, yeah, okay. And buy the small caps. 
Okay. Which is kind of inconsistent with um, yeah, conventional learn. wisdom. Yeah, yeah, But exactly. if you're wanting to trade, if you buy BHP, it's not like it's going to go to zero. You're not going to lose 50% of your money overnight. Yeah, but yeah. in terms of um, investing, if you're taking like a long-term view, 10, 15, 20 years, you want to get in at the start of a great company. Yeah, you've, mm. but, you've, but you've really got to know what you're doing. Because there's so many stat companies that's, you know... And that's it. And there's, got all, there's, there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff going on as well with companies and that, yeah. do you know what I mean? It's not as, as legit as you think either. Yeah. There's a bit going on there. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting market, but I was I was listening or reading to something the other week and it was saying about um, sometime that you'd be better off investing in shares and you're actually buying a house right. with stamp duty and you know uh, interest rates and all these kind of things. If you picked a good share and they give so many examples. Yeah. Of what you know, it, again, over a twenty-year period, thirty-year period, yeah. you're not going to make you know thousands and thousands of dollars over overnight unless you do get a small cap share. Yeah. But the long ones, and then you know, if you work out how much your stamp duty costs, how much repairs you've done on the house, how yeah. much uh, interest you've paid, and then that final number, because you hear yeah. so many people say, "I bought my house for two hundred grand and I sold it for three hundred. I made a hundred grand." It's like, oh, yeah. What about the stamp duty? What yeah. about the da 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 da? It doesn't all add up quite as easy as it sounds. And your primary residence is more than a financial investment. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I mean, I've rented, we've all rented. Yeah. Having to move every six months. Yeah, yeah, sucks. yeah. Sucks. Yeah, for or sure. Or living in a place where you might want a garden, but you don't want to put the effort in because it's not your place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, the long-term performance of the uh, stock market outperforms property. It definitely, would you it's say that? Yeah, it's, it's a, a fact, fact, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I thought it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but your home is a different thing and yeah, you need yeah. somewhere to live yeah yeah exactly yeah so you, if yeah I guess what I, I think for me when I think about houses because I'm always really interested in, in property and we have a property back in England which I fucking hate to be honest with you but <laughs> it is what it is it's a bit of a drain but whatever I'd like to think I know it doesn't work like this but my dream would be to buy my family house yeah buy it and that's it like right. I don't I, I'm not interested in buying a house for so much but doing some work on it, selling mm. it, make a little bit of money, but, but, but I'm not interested in that. that yeah. isn't, I'm just interested in buying one house and, and, and that's it, and, and yeah. I'm done. Do yeah. you know what I mean? The thought of like moving and doing up and all that, like it's just, it's just horrendous for me. Yeah. Horrendous. And yeah, like what you say, if you get to a point where you're just putting money into a house, like you say, that's going to be your house forever, then it's a different story. Yeah. But if you're trying to do it, basically what I'm trying to get to is, if you think you're young and you and the property market is a market that you should be getting into, I kind of disagree on that, to be honest. I think yeah. people get that... I got that drummed into me as a kid. Yeah. You've got to get on the property market. You've got to get on the property ladder. Sorry, you've got to get on the property ladder. That's how you you know, you know generate wealth. I don't think that's necessarily yeah. the, the truth behind it, to be honest. I think it's a bit of... I think it's misleading. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, anyway, that's my thoughts. Mm. More, more towards you. Um, so, you, you, you did that for 20 years, is that what you're saying? Maybe. I mean, close on. What, not quite. I mean, I, yeah, 17 years. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And then, what, again, what, why, why, did you, why did you jump that? Why did you leave that? Well, I don't know whether you've ever been in the situation where um, you, you build a lifestyle that necessitates a certain amount of income. Yeah, yeah. So then you need I to, haven't, but I know about yeah, it. Yeah, then you need to keep doing that. Well, I, I did that, that whole sort of mouse wheel situation. Yeah. So... That sort of perpetuated me staying in that space for a long time until I think eventually I reached a, a tipping point where I, I'd had enough. Yeah. So like um, keeping up with the Joneses effectively, right? Yeah, but I was never really motivated by that. It was more, I don't like what I do, yeah. so I might as well have a nice fucking pool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. I've just bought oh. a pool. I have to keep doing what I don't like doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were kind of like... What's the, what's the word? Like, make yourself feel better, right? By having the nice things. Like, yeah, if I've got to do this shit, at least I can come home and I'll go for a swim. Yeah, I get it. But the pool came with a debt yeah, that requires yeah. servicing that means you have to keep doing a job you don't necessarily want to do. And yeah. I, don't think that's, that's, I don't think that's a unique scenario for many people. No, definitely yeah. not. Definitely not. Yeah. So I think it sort of was a combination of no longer being able to front up and be my best self for the people I worked with yeah um, which you need to if you've got a team yeah yeah they're looking for sure. to you for leadership of course and that was becoming harder and harder to turn up and and have that front yeah 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 uh, combined with trying to work out what I actually wanted to do 
So, and, and, and how did you get through that process? What was the process behind that? Uh, well, I started uh, getting a, an interest in beer. Uh, brewing beer. Brewing beer. Um, and that's what I thought I was going to do. Start a brewery? Yeah. yeah um, but I've got a heart condition um, called atrial fibrillation, which is an irregular heartbeat. And in some people, it's triggered by caffeine. In others, stress. In me, it's alcohol. Yeah, far out. So from about 21 until as recently as like 18 months ago, I've had like eight times in hospital with this heartbeat that needs to be reset. Does it, do it, fast, does it, does it start beating fast? Yeah, my wife gets it. Yeah, and this is a misfiring. So one side of your heart sends an impulse to the other and tells it to beat. Well, this just starts sending multiple impulses from different spots on the heart. Yeah. Um, so they normally treat it with medication. Last time they had to zap me, put me under and zap me. And, and I've, like, you know, and switch I've, off the, like, the, yeah. the circuit board. Yeah. And that was a what are you doing moment. Yeah. yeah. Like, what are you doing moment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so all it is booze. Just booze. So stop the booze and you don't have to do this. Yeah. yeah I can see where we're going here. Yeah. Okay. You're two kids. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. 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 It's not worth a pint. Yeah. 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 And in the end, it literally was a pint. Yeah, like okay. at the start, it was, you know, going out and a having session. a thousand. Yeah, yeah. But in the end, it was if I had half a beer, uh, it could trigger it. So anyway, um, that didn't make uh, brewing beer. Much fun. Much <laughs> of an option. Yeah, yeah. But the fermentation got me interested in bread. So that started me down a path of understanding um, sourdough, natural leavened bread. And that was the catalyst of... And the the shop. A, so you're, yeah. you're doing this at home, you're doing, yep, you're doing, doing it you're just home. brewing and, yep. and you think, okay, I'm not going to do that. Yep. Start making some bread and you're like, yep. you know what, I want, this is what I really enjoy doing. Yep. What, how can I then go, like, you could, you've got some options and you've got a bakery yep. or you've got, you know, you know yep. making croissant, whatever it might be. Yep. And then you decided to open a, a restaurant. You know, I got an oven built in my backyard. Yeah, okay. Um, like a wood-fired wood yeah, oven, yeah. Because yeah. you're known for the restaurant, Woodcutter's Kitchen, is yeah. known for having... It's, it's only, only got That's fire, it. right? Only Just got no fire. gas. Yeah, two wood ovens. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so I got um, Melbourne Fire Brick Company to build me one of their big ovens in my backyard. Nice. Because I thought, if I'm going to do this, I want to know the oven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I did that for a couple of years. Maybe three years, four Must years. Be like the best mate anyone's ever had. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Well, it's probably you. You would know this more than me. The hassle and effort to cook properly at home oh. versus when it's in a of course, oh, it's such a pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah, Light yeah, in the yeah, oven, yeah. making the dough. Yeah, of course. Kids eat a pizza Dishing, each and say yeah. that's enough. So and yeah. also the cost. That's right. It yeah, costs I, a fortune. It does. Like I, yeah. I used to always be like wood barbecue, coal barbecue, like only the, 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 you know all that. And I started doing the math. It's like, you buy the steak for 30 bucks or whatever. It cost me 30 bucks to, to run the barbecue That's for it. like one steak. I'm like, That's I just right. can't afford to be doing this. That's you know? right. Yeah. So it was the same kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah. forcing myself to do it, but you're not as much as you'd think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah. sure. So, so you, you went, right, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to re- buy a restaurant or yeah. lease a space or yeah. whatever it was. was yeah. it, did it need fitting out? Or yeah. It, yeah. it was a derelict milk bar. Okay. Uh, so it's on a... A pretty quiet suburban street, a strip shop. Yeah. Um, but it's got a good group of shops around it. Yeah. So it's is that got, your neighbourhood as well? Sorry, when it's, no, it, no, it's, it's not. No, it's a few suburbs over. Yeah, okay. Um, but it's got uh, a chemist, a butcher, a news yeah. agent. Yeah. Um, it's got sort of all the stuff that you need and it's well sort of uh, populated by the local community. So I thought it was a good spot to, to have a go. Yeah, yeah East, East Bentley. Bentley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I used to I used to go to a kitchen there called My Other Kitchen. Right. In in Bentley or East Bentley when we first started our business. Okay. It was one of them shared kitchens paired, oh, by, yeah. paired by the hour kind oh, of gotcha, place. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There Near the go. train station. It was opposite the train oh, yeah, station. Yeah, yeah, yeah there. there you so go. I, I, I don't know that area well, but I've, sort of do. I've definitely yeah. been a fair few times. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's a nice spot. It's one of those older suburbs and It's the other side of the what's that highway called? The the one that goes up like you got Sandringham and all that on the right That's hand right. side, yeah, and you're Nepean. on the, what, yeah. the Nepean Highway, That's right. the other side of the That's Nepean right. Highway. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, sort of, it's an older, older area, but it's becoming sort of gentrified as people who probably lived um, more places like where you live, yeah. but they want a bigger place because they got kids, so they need to move out into that next sort of band of suburbs. So yeah, there's yeah, a lot yeah. of sort of young families coming in there. Demographically, it's similar to where I live. So I thought, okay, I sort of think I know what this will be like. Yeah. 
didn't, nervous. Didn't. Yeah, but... <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you do a full fit out. That couldn't, yeah. you know, that wouldn't have been cheap for sure. Yeah. Did you? You don't have to answer this, obviously. But was it like your own money? Did you put your own money in, or did you go to the bank? I used or... all of that, yeah. and then got some from the bank. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah for sure. I could yeah. imagine they're not cheap. Yeah. Them fit outs. That is. No, as you know, it turns out. Yeah, we would, I was talking to another guy on the podcast. I said that's the business to be in right now. There's that many restaurants <laughs> opening right. and shutting. That's right. The business to be in is the shop fitting business. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, it's it's true. It really yeah. is. So, uh, what was the process from from like? Or how long was the process from picking the spot? Well, deciding you were going to do this, picking the spot, and then opening. Um, so I took over the lease in February of two thousand and seventeen, with a view to doing an eight week fit out, and we opened in October. And you're paying rent and all that at that time. Uh, and I got six months rent free. Oh, that's nice. Um, so that was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I thought Helps. I'd well and truly be done by then. But yeah, then when I was starting to pay rent and didn't have any customers, that was... It's terrifying. That was one of my first big lessons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you knew, you, like, you've never done this. You've never, no. never been in the restaurant business at all. No. So fair play for giving it a crack. That is for fucking... Thank you. That is for sure. Yeah, like, it's yeah. not the easiest industry f- at no. all. It's difficult. There's so many moving parts. You know, the, uh, you know, perishables and, and all yeah. these kind of things. And yeah wages and, and all the rest of it it's a lot different than just you know a single person working on a computer on an e-commerce site effectively 100%. do you know what I mean there's a lot of moving yeah. parts so yeah. it opens and you open the doors and everyone just floods in and it's been happy since then right <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly 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 so how did you obviously you knew you were going to um you want to do pizzas I guess the fermenting side of things yeah so so you got two ovens yeah and why two ovens? Why not just one oven and run a pizza or whatever? Because I originally planned to do bread. Okay. Wood-fired bread. As a bakery kind of style? In bakery. Yeah, that, that, that's what I was looking for. I was looking for a spot um, to do wood-fired bread. Um, and not I, I, sit down? Not sit down? Or not like, originally. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah but yeah. I'd looked for so long. And... Um, Maybe we should do a book together and, and you can extract all these insights from me. But uh, I sort of had run out of patience yeah, okay. waiting, yeah. like sitting at home. Because I'd finished working um, at that point for News Corp and I was just sitting at home, just looking for a spot. Yeah, okay. um, so this was a good spot, but it was a much bigger building than I had anticipated. Yeah. So I adjusted what I was going to do. So it's a bigger space, so we'll need to do sit-down as well. Yeah. Put the two ovens in because you can't get enough capacity out of one wood-fired oven. Um, Volume-wise? Volume-wise, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, So needed the two ovens in order to be able to bake enough bread to... Right, okay, yeah, yeah, sell yeah. Enough. Get one in while you're managing that one that's halfway done, pull that out, do that. Yeah, yeah okay. Um, yeah. you know about wood-fired ovens much? I've worked with one. Yeah. I've worked over a wood-fired grill at Rockpool yeah. and I've worked with one wood-fired oven back in the UK. So when you're baking bread, you've, you've, there's no fire in the oven. You've raked the oven and mopped the oven clean. Right, okay. So you're dealing with an environment that's got a descending temperature. Yeah, okay. So you put the first breads in at like 340. Yeah. And you've only got so many bakes before you, need you can't to use it. Again. Yeah. And then refiring, it's like the next day kind of thing, or it's many, many hours before you'll be able to refire it. Yeah, yeah. Get it hot enough. Yeah. Rake it, mop it, let it drop back to 340 and go again. So we really yeah, yeah. only had one bake a day yeah okay um so the two ovens was the plan just to clarify when i say i worked with one oven it was a wood-fired pizza oven it wasn't a, right. ba- a baker's oven so sure. I, I wasn't aware of that to be honest yeah. I'm not gonna lie. well these yeah. are pizza ovens yeah um as they're known the, the domed ovens yeah um but you do you feed that through the service or do you do the same thing now do you rake it um, now, yeah. Well, now, now we're not doing bread. Yeah, yeah. And we're not yeah. open during the day. We're a restaurant five nights a week. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's sort of an interesting journey in the space of eighteen months. But, so, do you feed it just out of interest through the service? You put wood on over. Correct. The, yeah, 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 yeah. That's the same style that we did. That's yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, up until what point were you doing bakery, bakery, bakery? I opened in October. Stopped doing that in December. Oh right. So you actually did. You you went for this. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. thought it was just a plan. That's nah. probably me not understanding. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. So you, you actually opened the doors and this is what you were going to do. And it was what, pizza, baking bread, come and get fresh bread, have a slice of pizza or have a pizza, that kind of thing? So at that stage, it was just days. Yeah. Um, five days a week. And it was basically a cafe um, where we were using the bread that we were baking in the menu, but yeah. also selling the bread. 
as a bakery. It sounds yeah. like a great idea, to be totally honest. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was a good idea. Yeah. Um, I guess like a bit like a tartine, is it tartine? That's right. Yeah, that kind yeah of, that I mean, kind tartine of... would be a well-known global benchmark for pulling that off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so what happened? Why, why did you why did you turn and, and change concepts or whatever? Well, what would you say concepts change strategy? Maybe a few things. Yeah. Um, I wasn't the baker. Yeah, I was trying to run the business. I had a guy who was the baker, yeah. and that relationship wasn't working. Wasn't working. Yeah, and I became critically aware that I'd put sort of my financial future largely in the hands of someone who was an employee. Yeah. And that was a bad mistake. Yeah. Almost so, over a barrel feeling, right, I should imagine. Yeah. Um, so that was one of my sort of rookie errors. Um, so over the Christmas break, we had a couple of weeks off, and I thought I can't ever let that be the case again. Um, and I guess it's why a lot of restaurants own a chef. Yeah, yeah. I understand that now. Yeah, yeah. Um, because if all else fails... They can cook the food. Do it themselves, yeah. for sure. And I couldn't imagine being in a business, to be honest, where you don't know how to operate the business. That yeah. sounds pretty... You know, I would never open a mechanic shop. I ain't got a and not be a mechanic. mechanic. I, couldn't, I don't even know how to change a spark plug. And yeah. I, I don't. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, so I would never do that. Because like you say, what happens if all your staff walk out one day because they're fed up because That's whatever it. it might be? Yeah, That's it. It's an interesting... Yeah, so that was sort of one of the, one of the humbling lessons yeah. uh, early on. <laughs> yeah. Um... And I guess the other thing was, I don't eat breakfast. I'm not a personal fan of the brunch scene. Yeah. Um, I underestimated how sophisticated your food program has to be to compete for people's brunch dollar. It's a huge market here in Melbourne, huge. And very sophisticated. Massively. And some people doing it really, really, really well. Right. And I wasn't into it. And wasn't real good at it. Mm. So those two things combined um, meant that wasn't going to work. Yeah. But what had started to work, we'd started doing Friday and Saturday nights just as an add-on, and they were being really well populated. Yeah. And that was where we were doing the pizza yeah. and sort of the small food and selling the booze because I got the licence up front. Yeah. So that gave me helps. sort of... The booze that, helps, that right? gave me the sort of the, the view into where I needed to take it. Yeah. Yeah. So shortly after Christmas, sort of stopped baking bread for sale and just bake it to use it in the menu now. So I do focaccias and that sort of thing yeah, to serve yeah. with dinner service. Um, I, yeah. What I would say is, what a great turn. Do you know what I mean? Like self-reflection. I think there's some things to take away from that. I think self-reflection is yeah. one. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, you did that really well. You were yeah. like, you know, I can't do this. There's, I, I, there's a Someone's got leverage on me effectively. You yeah. know what I mean? You've analysed that and said, okay. And then being aware of the the market yeah. and where you sit in the market and know yeah. that you're not up to standard, not, you know, realistically, yeah. you're not into it. So it's hard to get up to standard yeah. that people are really passionate about what you're aware of that. So you've gone, okay, I can't play in that yeah. area. How am I going to do this? Yeah. And also you've got this dream. You've had this dream for however long you've picked the site, you've two years, you know, whatever, choosing all the sites, yeah. you've got this dream. And all of a sudden you've just got to crumble that dream or put it in the bin and then yeah. start a new one. Yeah. Yeah, you've got to take your hats off to that, to be honest. I'm, I'm pretty impressed by that, Thank to be you. fair. Yeah, I think, I think the thing that is, um, the thread that runs through it all is the wood ovens and that that lends itself to sort of comfort food. Yeah. And you know, rustic is an abused term, but... Um, that's what it is. That's kind of what it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And that's carried through now to the sort of the five nights a week that we're doing. But you, so, Would you say you're heavily focused in pizzas? No, so... But it um, is a big part. It was. I mean, it's oh. now 20% of the food sales. Far out, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, and I've got to be careful about the changes I make because I've got to bring the consumers with me on the journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the yeah. things that I learned was that three months is a long time for me, but it's nothing for a customer. Yeah, yeah. Mate, what so it once? just seems like, you know, I still have mums turning up at 11 in the morning to want to play in the cubby in the backyard and yeah. have a coffee. Oh. I haven't been doing that for 18 months. We shut the shop two years ago. We right. had a shop. We shut the shop and they still come. Yeah. 
Do you know what I mean? It, like yeah. two years later, oh, where's the shop gone? I'm like, well, fucking hell, yeah. you couldn't have been that. You know what I mean? We couldn't have been that much of a big in bank. It's been two That's years. Right. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get so it. So I think um, we've still got the pizza. Yeah. And everybody tells me I can't get rid of the pizza because it's a wood-fired oven and people expect it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my interest and what is more increasingly popular is more bistro-style food. Yeah, okay. Cooked in there. Yeah, cooked in the oven, cooked in the skillets. A bit like um, River Cafe as well. Yeah. Yeah, they do that kind of thing as well. Fresh fish and all of that. That's right. Your pork belly and slow-cooked beef and that sort of thing. Yeah, beautiful. What's increasingly popular, but the pizza's still there and... I like making the dough every day. I was going to say, I, it's kind of fucked me because I was like, I've got loads of pizza questions for you. It was like, yeah. yeah. But what hydration do you do for your pizza? About 65%. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. We were running it higher, yeah, which yeah. feels really good to say I've got a really high hydration dough. Yeah. But it was difficult to work. Um, yeah, because I've, I've been watching quite a bit of stuff on Netflix with pizzas. Yeah. I think you've probably seen it on pizza. Yeah. Some of them are super, like, super wet. I've yeah. been, we never... I worked in a pizza restaurant. Yeah. Well, it was kind of... It was like a bar and grill back in England, and we had, like, that wood-fired pizza mm-hmm. oven. To be honest, this is back in... 2000 and couple, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe even 2000. 2000, 2001, 2000, something mm-hmm. like that. And we didn't do uh, sourdough, which is right. what you do. It was yeah. just straight up fresh yeast, gotcha. make it... Uh, make it on the lo- on the morning. Have the stuff left over from the night before to use for the lunch. That stuff goes in the prover. You gotcha. use that for dinner, and the other half you use for lunch. And it's just yeah. kind of that rotation. Nothing mm. flash, but still good. Wood fire pizza, you know, still good. Right. But nothing like what you were doing. Yeah. And we were never, we were never. It was just like a recipe. I didn't really get trained about the hydration stuff. So I only got gotcha. into that quite recently. But right. yeah, it's a big, it's a big part of it, right? It is, yeah. And we've played around with it, um, and we, we've sort of got it down now. Yeah. Okay. Um, to a point I mean it can be tweaked but yeah. it's consistent it's easy to work if I'm too busy Oiku who works for me she can do the dough yeah. it's not getting all over and going everywhere yeah, it's yeah, yeah. manageable and the product's still good aeration out of the oven so it's and you, you do start with a starter is that what you, you have Correct. a starter base yep. starter yeah yep. feed that yep we make and a pullish yeah um, so, so which th- is like a, a pre-ferment yeah, so we make like a, a, a mini dough. Yeah. Um, like they make French baguettes, they'll do a, a mini dough. So what ends up going into the dough is fresh flour, starter, and a pre-fermented dough. Yeah. It's kind of like what you said last night's dough. Yeah. So it's our equivalent of yesterday's dough. Yeah, yeah. Going yeah. in. So you end up with something that's about a day and a half old. Yeah. Blended, not a day old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, what's the benefit from doing that? Um, it accelerates the, um, the proofing. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and gives it um, um, more of that sort of sour yeah. flavour because it's not as young. It, does it give it a bit of a chew? Yeah. I love that chew. Yeah. I love it. That, yeah. That, that's, and, and nice big bubbles as well. Mm-hmm. Do you get nice big bubbles yeah. around the crust? Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, like I, I, I love, it's great. I love pizzas. I really, really love pizzas and yeah, wood-fired pizzas and that. Yeah. And someone that's putting a lot of their fit in it, it's amazing. And what flour do you like to use? Um, we use a, a white um, sustainable baker's flour from whole grain milling. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Because I did a podcast with uh, Michael from Tivoli Road. Well, not from Tivoli Road, but yep. he started that brand. Man, he that guy is... He uses whole grain as well, I think. He's next level. Like, yeah. He, he, what he doesn't know. He's like he's like total genius. That's kind a of whole it. other thing. Oh, man. Like ancient grains. And yeah. I can't even remember half of the stuff. I wish I was smarter, but like there's something rim Pacific is it the Pacific oh, anyway I can't remember where all these grains started right. he's like fucking obsessed like special <laughs> mills and it's amazing what, he, what he's done and the proof's in the pudding yeah. he may, I'm sure he's going to start somewhere else I don't know what he's doing he's, he's not involved with the Tivoli Road oh, is that right? I, I think I think fuck I hope I'm not speaking out of turn I'm pretty sure everyone knows he's all I'm pretty sure maybe I'll take that out yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically, you um, you you self taught. Is that how? It, yeah, it, yeah. No, um, a lot of book reading. Book reading. A lot of YouTube. Yeah, YouTube's amazing. Um, and then a lot of Huber, uh, hubris, uh, thinking I could do it. It's been a tremendously humbling process, sort of yeah. getting to this point. But I'm really proud of it. I'm yeah, really for sure. proud of like what we've got. I feel like we're at the sort of start of the journey, but. 
one of the mistakes I made at the start, someone gave me a review on Google when I just opened, and it was like, um, can I swear on this? Yeah, of course. Pull your fucking head out of your ass. It's Bentley East, not Turak. Yeah, yeah, okay. And I was pretty sort of offended by that, but now that I've had the time to reflect on it, I, I think there's probably something in it. And oh, yeah. One, yeah, and I think like you would know this better than me because this is your, I think, lifelong vocation, oh, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. Since I was like, so you you nothing. know your identity as a chef. Yeah, you know who you are. Well, I didn't know who I was, so I just looked up what I thought would be a cool menu, and what would be cool pizza toppings. Yeah, and started doing that, yeah. and I didn't realize that people smell that out if it's not. True. Authentic. Yeah, yeah. True yeah. to you. Yeah, so yeah. I had this pizza that was um, deer sausage and sour cherries. And it was okay, but fuck, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, Who wants it? Yeah, and, and what, what is that? So got to a point now where the menu is kind of uh, rustic cook's food. Yeah, yeah. That I can cook. It's the sort of stuff my mum, you know, in the 70s and 80s in Sydney grew up cooking. And people like it and they appreciate it and they come there knowing they're going to get a wholesome sort of honest yeah. for lack of a better word yeah yeah uh, honest in that like it's true to me um feed if i was like a chef like you honest would be different yeah yeah honest yeah, would yeah, be yeah. far more technical and uh, innovative and but sometimes that, that gets in the way do you know sometimes I, I bet I, it can that sometimes get, yeah. it does like sometimes you have a standard and you can't move from that standard right and that can be that can be inhibitive. Is yeah. that right? Is that the right yeah. word? Inhibitive yeah. in, in what you're doing. Like yeah. you know, if you've got yourself a, a restaurant and you've always used you know salmon, king salmon from New Zealand, and mm-hmm. it's just you know, and that's what you've always used in all your restaurants. And then you get your own restaurant and you start mm-hmm. using that salmon, but you need to charge fifty-seven dollars for it. Mm-hmm. But the market isn't charge doesn't want to no. pay fifty-seven dollars. Sometimes people find it difficult to get a. Tasmanian salmon. I'm just saying, as, yeah. a, as an, an example, and dropping that 57 down to 35. Let's say I'm not yeah. saying that's exactly right, but people are like I'm not dropping my standards for anyone. Yeah, but the market decides. You don't decide. You, that's the it. The quality of the ingredients, the looking after, the 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 teaching, the the standard of all the other things, hygiene mm-hmm. and cook, the actual cooking mm-hmm. standard, you know, and all the rest of it. That can be the same, but sometimes you need to look at using yeah. second mushrooms where you can. Yeah. Look at using second lemons where you can. You know, yeah. these kind of things. These yeah. are things that, you, you know, you might not be able to get champagne from France. You might That's need it. to get champagne from the Yarra Valley or That's whatever. It. It's just the way the market, what yeah. the market decides. Yeah. And I think sometimes it's, it's, it is beneficial for someone who hasn't been in the industry to, yeah. do, the, to do these kind of things. Another great example would be a chef would very um, struggle with... Maybe a pizza restaurant. Maybe yeah. you've been a chef for all your life and you struggle with a pizza restaurant. Yeah. But this spot would be perfect for a pizza restaurant. Gotcha. And people say, well, I haven't been trying to be a chef for 20 years to so yeah. cook pizzas. That's right. Do you see what I mean? It can be 100%. a little bit like that. And when I was in financial um, services, I was, I think I can relate to you because somebody would present me with an innovative idea and I would dismiss it as novice. I've been doing this 15 years, like that, that, that doesn't work. Uh, when in actual fact, I think if you are naive, you can bring a freshness to something. Definitely. But you can also fuck up a lot of stuff. Of course you can. Yeah. Of course you can. Yeah. But as long as you're self-aware and reflect on that and, and learn from it yeah. and you're smart about it, you should quickly learn. Yeah. You should quickly learn for sure. Yeah. So now I've looked at the menu. I haven't been, but I'm definitely going to come. Yeah. No t- the problem we have is it is, well, there's another question I'm going off the side of that is it is Wednesday to Sunday yeah. night. I've got a son. It's easy. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's not easy. So yeah. my first question is, why did you decide to just go for nights? Why didn't you open for lunch? You know, there's revenue there or whatever it might be. Um, need to put on a, another team yeah, to be okay. able to cover that. So at the moment, uh, it's me. Yeah, I have one full time um, employee. Yeah, front of house and kitchen and kitchen. Yeah, yeah. So she runs the restaurant and she dives in and cooks food far out um and i get another chef in for a few hours friday and saturday night and we get some casual waitresses in for a few hours on busy nights 
And how do you find them? It's a great, what a great model. Mm-hmm. Fucking keep overhead as low as possible, right? That's the fucking, that seems yeah. like the goal. Yeah. You know, because I guess buying wood isn't cheap as well. No. Woods for, what wood do you use, just real quick? Red gum. Red gum, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. We used to use iron bark. Yeah. Um, we would use iron bark. It, it's sort of the red gum equivalent in New South Wales. Right, okay. Um, but yeah, iron bark's yeah. a bit more expensive okay. down here. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Iron bark's great. Um, so is that the whole the thought of that? Just that's keep, why, yeah, 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 just, yeah, just to penalty rates, all that kind, of, and that's yeah. in the news so much at the moment. I did a podcast recently. We went through this, but all that penalty rates kind of thing. It's fucking hard, man. Yeah, it's really hard. So doing lunches would, yeah, to change it up, I'd need and I'd need to put more people on. Yeah, and I'd need to commit to people because the casual employee relationship is a precarious one. Yeah, and I spent a lot of time struggling with that when I started the shop because yeah. I'd only ever employed graduates of good universities into premium banks and, um, and publishing companies. Yeah. People don't just not turn up. <laughs> People don't just walk out for a break and never come back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that doesn't happen in corporate world. No, never. Doesn't it? Like ne- I'd never experienced it. <laughs> so I'd never had somebody say I'd come for a meeting and ne- not turn up. All right, far out. Ever. Yeah, yeah. So, so to do lunches, I'd have to put on at least one other full-timer. Yeah. Um, and maybe, but I'm just trying, one thing that I've worked out is do something really well. Yeah. Really focused on doing the five nights a week really well. And I'd like to be full five nights a week before I... Took that next step. Yeah, yeah. because I, I started doing breakfast to dinner and shanked it yeah wasn't great at any of it yeah so i'd rather keep my overheads down i mean i can't reduce the rent the rent is the rent so that's why lunch is always there appealing and the cafe in the strip has just changed hands yeah yeah so people are saying to me why don't you do days but i'm resisting that because i'm not we're not as good as we could be at nights yet I get it. Yeah. I do get it. Yeah. It must be it must be a battle in your head as well. It mm. must be, you know, because like you say, we're shut as well Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I battle with that. Like, you know, there's only seven days and two of them which not open, just yeah. creating nothing. Like, is that... Mm. But it's always... A, there's always room to grow then as well. Yeah. Do you know that? It's yeah. nice to have that. Like, okay, maybe we change the shift pattern. We can put yeah. whatever it might be. But I can see what, you, I can see what you're saying for sure. One way we... Um, we fill that gap is we do private functions on Saturday and Sunday lunches. Yeah, okay. And they're sort of taking off. We're doing like one of those a month and they're like three grand. Yeah, nice. And um, set menu, so it's easy. Yeah, set menu's perfect. Um, no wastage effectively. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'll continue to do more of those sort of event-based Saturday, Sunday things where I, I know that revenue's there yeah. so I can pay for the staff. Whereas if... You don't know the revenue's there, but you're paying for the staff. You can end up for sure in a hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I get what you're saying because you know you're going to do 50 people on that day. That's you right. Can, you can budget it all in. Yeah. Do you think the number being involved with numbers has helped you keep going through all this and doing these sim- simple maths? But you know, yeah, that's what it is, really. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I take that for granted. But I think what's what's allowed me to keep going is what we spoke about at the start, which is if it's not working, don't keep hoping. Yeah, yeah. Like make a change. Definitely. Try something else. But I would say, I mean, you like you say, you take it for granted. I think the numbers. I can't stress enough how much I go on about the numbers. Like, yeah. you've got to make sure the numbers add up. Like, there's no point doing something if the numbers don't add up. And yeah. don't be like over generous. I don't believe. I think to, yeah. be, to be a bit more reserved in in your numbers. Oh, we're going to open the doors. And we'll do forty. Just say you're going to do twenty and make sure it runs on twenty. Do you see? Do you know what I mean? That's the way I look at it. it what if what, what if it's ten? Yeah, exactly. What are you going to do? Yeah, and how long can you sustain that for? And yeah. then, I said something the other day to someone, and, and I don't know how true it is, it's just talking about it, but do you, like, if, if you are in a restaurant that's de- uh, depreciating and it is on it, they could just a, a little hole in the bath just yeah. draining away, and you know eventually you're going to run out of money or whatever. Yeah. Do you go twist it around and rebrand it and do something again that's where that ego peps yeah. in and you don't want to do the pizza or whatever it might be yeah. but do you just spin it or do you go we've got this much money left we can survive a year on with this or we can if we just put half of it on marketing social media whatever mm-hmm. it might be promotion go hard on that we're only going to last six months or we'll get out do you see yeah, what I mean? I understand it's just making sure that you, you're aware you you 
you, you can make them decisions by in a mathematical equation. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You I can do. really like sit down and analyze these. These are real issues yeah. that you need to really be thinking about. 100%. I think personally, 100%. Like, people don't take that enough seriously when they're going to take that jump. Like, yeah. how much can you afford running at half? How much can you afford? You yeah. know what I mean? Because people sometimes just put all the money in and they don't have a point of like, we can run for six months on half of what we need to do till revenue to either the business starts growing because they put so much money on the shop fit on whatever yeah. it might be and then it, then the six months in and they're like fuck I'm done That's I'm it. done I've got nothing else I'm literally and you, and you see that yeah you see it all the time I went to a talk recently at someone that went under and now they're like I think this, I think they said they spent in the region of 200 grand for the shop fit and whatnot yeah. and they've come out after a year they've done the 200 grand in after a year and the 170 in the red they, yeah. they're all out yeah like that's 370 grand in a year yeah like when we're talking about shares you can put it in that and 20 do you know what I mean yeah. like there's other it's not as it's not as glamorous I think people need to realise as well and especially like people who've done multiple ventures as well yeah if it fails if you have a few failures where do you go from there yeah do you know what I mean maybe now's not the time maybe you should sit out get a job, re- re- yeah. reassess, yeah. and then go again. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like back to back or even year to year. It could be yeah. five years later. Just have a little feel of the market. Don't feel like you've got to jump straight back in yeah. and prove yourself. Like a lot of fighters do it where they get knocked out and they want to take a fight in three weeks or three yeah. months because they want to come back and get it back. Yeah. Where they should take nine months and come back properly. Do you know what I mean? Like, 100%. Yeah, yeah. I think, it's interesting talking to someone with finance background and, and, and the way you've, you've navigated and you've taken them strategic corporate uh, views on things and just twist it right. where a lot of people wouldn't do I don't think yeah. there's a lot to be taken from it is what I guess is what I'm saying yeah I think so yeah I think it's um, people who who don't normally think like that should if they listen to this maybe start thinking a bit more in that in that strategic manner yeah I think that like, I made a lot of mistakes and I think that there's some good lessons there for somebody who's wanting to transition from something they don't like that they're good at into something they're passionate about but they don't know anything about yeah and um just the the belief that because you're good at one thing uh you can go and start your own business and be successful at it um yeah that certainly wasn't my experience at the start yeah yeah Yeah. um and a lot of lessons along the way going back on the food I've looked at the menu. It's, yeah. it's, I don't want to say it's all over. That is that, that sounds such a, neg- a negative way to say it. But it's it's not French. It's not yeah. Italian. You know, there's bits. They've got like a bit of Mexican on yeah. there, and then a red, then a red wine braise. Yeah. And then So what's what was the inspiration? Like, I know you said your mom's cooking or whatever. Mm. But I don't. Know it is all over the shop. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't mind. I, and I don't love that to be honest. Um, the thing that brings it together is the wood-fired oven, yeah. what works in the oven, yeah. and what works with the sourdough. Yeah, yeah. So from that same dough, we make the focaccia that goes with the um, Spanish stew at the moment. Yeah. We make the tortillas that go with the tacos, yeah. their sourdough. Um, we make the pizza base. Um, so the DNA is the wood-fired oven. The DNA is the yeah, wood-fired yeah. oven, but you have to have this chat to discover that. Yeah, so yeah. I think one of you know, coming into spring, I do need to make it easier for people to understand what I'm doing. And that was one of my big lessons. Like, don't expect the consumer to work it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And even now it doesn't say on my front glass what we are. Um, Do you think it should? Yeah. I've got to get a lot better. Telling your story. Yeah. Delivering your message. Yeah, and letting people not have to work it out. For sure. Um, And I think the menu doesn't necessarily have that common sort of personality yet either because it is a bit all over the shop but it's two years in yeah you still you know I always like to think of businesses and, and whatnot as children we start right. our business the same time as we had our baby had right. my son Monty and I and I kind of expect the same from the business as I do for Monty like the first I like that. you don't expect much in the year yeah. the first year like what they're going to do you're just feeding yeah. them looking after them making sure you're cuddling them loving them making sure you, you're setting the foundations yeah. Year two, you expect, you know, whatever. Year three, they walk in, they start running, then four. Now they come up to five, it's like, okay, you need to start spelling your own name. and Not you have to, that's not right. But you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. So it's the same as a business, like five, six, seven years, you need to have a little bit of independence. Do you know what I mean? You need to start taking your little bit, your own little roots. But I wouldn't be expecting that in two years. You know I really what I mean? like that. And, and thank you for telling me that, because it's good to hear that. Um, 
Because, you know, I've come into this with no contacts, yeah. no reputation or credentials. Yeah. And you're surrounded by success, yeah. seeming success. Yeah, yeah. You know, of restaurateurs so, and all this sort of thing. Not a bit to front, to be honest, but yeah. Right. Um, so, you know, one brick at a time Definitely. is where you end up, I think, finding... Uh, a good mental space. Mm. What can I do today? What can I do next week that's going to slowly improve this? And I saw on um, on Netflix one of those like top fifty best restaurants yeah. overseas. I can't think of the one of it, the one it was. And they said it's the regulars who live around here that keep the doors open. We might be top fifty bests, but those people who want to come in here and tick that off, they don't pay the bills. Yeah, exactly. And that's my experience. Definitely, like, I've got maybe 20 regulars, families, they have kept... Kept your doors open. They've kept the lights on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And they've come from when it was crap. And, <laughs> and, and I say that to them. They go, oh, it was never crap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they've, like, seen something in it and they've but do kept you know, coming, do you know? Do you know something? People... I don't know if you're aware of this, and I only learned this a few years ago. People want things in their area yeah. to bring their area up. Yeah. They know if they support you... More people will come because oh, That's it's right. got that nice little restaurant. Yeah. You're an asset to that. As yeah. long as you're you're nice, you know, you're doing a good job. You're not trying to rip anyone off arrogance. Yeah. You deliver on everything. They want to support that because it's nice to walk to the restaurant and have yeah. a pizza. We got I got the tie here at the end of my road. Mm-hmm. We go. I get takeout every every fortnight. To be fair, and then mm-hmm. one every four, we'll go and sit in the yep. restaurant. It's not amazing. But I'll support them because I love having it there. Yeah. One of the reasons yeah. is it, it is good. Don't get me wrong. It is really good. The curries are fantastic. But um, I, want, I always want that there. I don't yeah. want that to go. So I yeah. think that, that's a big part. I think, I think you're right that, yeah. that people say that to me. Yeah. yeah. We want you to be successful. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. if it's successful, it brings more people yeah. to the area. It, when, if people want to move in, it's better for house price. You know, yeah. it's all these little things that make, yeah. an, make a suburb do well. That's right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It really is. Um, Another thing I learned, and I'm sure you're fully aware of this, but for the people out there, is the importance of words. Mm-hmm. I didn't really understand the... I'm, again, being dyslexic, I, d- I didn't really understand the importance of words, but what you... You know you said on your front door, mm-hmm. like, I used to work at a place called Chadwick's back in England, and it mm-hmm. was called Chadwick's Continental Cafe. Mm-hmm. So you knew what you were getting. Yeah. You knew the expectation. I like the word... My old boss, Terry Laybourne, used to say, it was Cafe 21. This is a cafe. Mm-hmm. Don't be expecting, you know someone there pouring your wine or whatever this is what it is and you're just stamping it on it's on the front door it's a cafe just just don't do you know what I mean like I'm not telling you what to do but them words sometimes can really um, change the expectation 100% yeah yeah I didn't really realise that well again I'm a bit of a slow (laughs) it takes a while for things to sink in but he told me that like 10 years ago I only realised that like literally I only realised that like maybe like 6 months ago well we had a lady who came and did a trial for weight stuff last week and she said I go to the butcher it's two doors up and I go to the news agent it's three doors up because I didn't know this was here she said yeah so I, I need to get a, a clearer message out front do you do any marketing at all um yeah only social media yeah yeah um some Facebook yeah. Instagram yeah promotions targeted, targeted yeah yeah targeted ads Azor area marketing like a yeah. zone area yeah yeah and how do you do you feel that works yeah, yeah, it's yeah, idea yeah. Well. So we we've got um, a bit of help with that. We do um, two personas. We do sort of targeting locals. Yeah, and then like that's immediate to the area, like a couple of kilometres. Yeah, and then out to ten kilometres, we target like a foodie. Yeah, yeah, someone yeah. who identifies that would, dra- that would come in that would travel. Yeah, yeah, um, and it, it helps. I think it helps. Yeah, it's value it's not for very money. Expensive. Yeah, value for money for sure. Yeah. So targeted. Yeah. It is, you know, it's so specific. You can zone really heavily yeah. into people. Yeah, I feel like it works. It works well. I've seen direct results from it, to be totally honest with you. So I would definitely say it works for the, people. The word of mouth has been, though, the single biggest thing. Of course. Um, and like we were discussing, I think, before we started. Yeah. Um, just because somebody might come in and not spend much this time doesn't mean they won't come back and the relationship will build and that's what we see yeah over yeah. years as well that's it hopefully yeah 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 for sure yeah. word of mouth I, I did a podcast and I said we work on word of mouth we yeah. do things there's like there's a thing in the industry as well as like loads of different businesses say um put under different things I learned it a lot of years ago where like turning a negative experience into a positive is sometimes even better than just having a positive right. experience 
Like yeah. that level of service. Do you know what I mean? Just going that extra mile or whatever it might be. And that free glass of wine when yeah. someone gets knocked over or whatever it might be. Them little things, yeah. you know, booking, you know, whatever it might be. They're, 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 um, the, the key moments where you're going to start building your business yeah. and little ones. Another thing I learned as well was recently, when I learn things I love to just tell mm-hmm. everyone, it's like, well, it's great. is um, uh, concentrate on your B-level customers. Have you heard about this no. strategy? So for us, your <laughs> A-level customers are people who support you through right. thick and thin. It doesn't yeah. matter the, the, the love it or whatever. But your B-level customers mm-hmm. are the ones that enjoy it but are prepared to go to... You know, they can take you or leave you. Gotcha. They like you, but there's also a restaurant down the road that, they right. can, that can go on. They're the customers that you need to really focus right. on. That's what this thing that I listen mm-hmm. to is, is because you want to turn them B in into, a, an a. into an A. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. you want to turn them more, coming more into your side than going to the other mm-hmm. restaurant. Because it's a game, like you say, it's, a, it's yeah. a competitive game. So the A level just need a bit of fluff. Thanks for, you know, all that kind of thing. Yeah. The B level need that. You need to go the extra mile. Yeah, from, I like that. Extra mile from. So you need to be at a categorize them and see who mm-hmm. they are and then you can zone on them people to pull yeah. them on into your A team. Yeah, I think it's, that's I know, right. It's just, a, it's just as, a, as an independent operator who's so face-to-face, you'll be able to detect that pretty yeah. easily, I would have thought. For sure. So I guess it's just getting that over to the waiting staff that these are, the, you know. Yeah, it's I like just, that. It's just, a, you know, I like again, that. I can't remember who I, who I learned that off, to be honest. About the menu, and you're saying about you're going, you want to you want to start a theme, or like not a theme, but you want to get it down a path so it's a bit yeah. more where it is. Is there any books or any chefs or anything that you that you that you read like that, that would inspire you to do that? Yeah, um, I've got a large offset smoker that I'm oh, having. Have yeah, I'm going to be put in the shop for spring in the backyard. Yeah, um, so that will allow me to diversify the menu out How a big? little bit more. How big is it? A, a really big one. Is it? Yeah, yeah. And what's your plans for that? Um, well, for spring, I'm going to do ribs. Mm-hmm. I think. Maybe an American style beef yeah. and an Asian style pork. Yeah, yeah. With a salad or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, just to get, get sort of my feet under the smoker. Yeah, yeah. Um, just learn it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's at home um, next to my oven at home. Yeah. And um, so bringing it down to the shop will, will help there. Yeah. Um, but also, I want to start experimenting smoking fish and that sort of thing in it. But I'm quite mindful that I've learnt what sells in my area to yeah, my yeah. customers. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think ribs will go all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't love ribs? Ribs are fantastic, especially short ribs. And That's right. Like, yeah, yeah, beef yeah. short ribs and that. Yeah. They're, they're, they're beautiful, absolutely lovely. Most of my customers, though, are women. Are they? Yeah. Again, you've got to bear in mind they don't want to be digging in like want, fucking medieval they don't want style. That. Yeah, all they the don't nice want the bones. or whatever. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. need to come up with something that, uh, you know, Meets yeah. that need. Mm. Well, at least, at least, again, at least you're aware yeah. of, of whatever else. Yeah, that's great. Well, listen, I want to wrap this up in a minute, but where can where can people find your social media, all all the rest of yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So Woodcutters Kitchen yeah. on Instagram and Facebook and the website. Reservations. Yep. Like, Just call well, the shop or call, message us through social media, and we'll. Is that how you, you? Is that how you generally take reservations? Is it? Uh, mostly over the phone, but thirty percent would come through Facebook and yeah, Instagram okay. and email. And what time? What time can people call from? Three? What time? Are you yeah, there three from? o'clock. Three o'clock. You'd be there. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, it's really <laughs> there all the time. <laughs> yeah. Are you there? All, are you really yeah. there? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I'm there from like nine thirty after I drop the kids at school. Yeah. And just qu- quickly, how are you finding that about working nights and the kids and, and all the rest of it? That's oh, not ideal. Yeah. Um, but. Do they come to the shop and that after school or whatever? No, yeah, no, they don't yeah. like it. Uh, <laughs> no telling. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> it. But it's um, I spend more time with them than when I had an office job. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh. So I take them to school um, five days a week. Yeah, nice. Um, I have Monday and Tuesday afternoon with them. Yeah. Um, when they come home from school. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's actually more time. Yeah. But they're sort of lost weekends. Yeah. Um, so part of the medium term is to address that balance a bit. But yeah. as you know, when you're starting out, you do what you have to do. Yeah, so, yeah for sure, 100%. Um, and like we said, two years in, yeah, there's plenty, plenty of room in there, plenty yeah. of room to grow and, and all the rest of it. So, yeah. you know, that isn't the thing. Anyway, well, listen, thank you very much for coming. I, I, I appreciate it. I hope, you know, it's been super interesting. It's nice to see someone come into it for corporate. I would always say, if I'm totally honest with you, 
I normally say it is people that come, I'm, I'm not against people from coming into the industry and from like I said with the, the, the with the car mechanic or whatever mm. but for you to say that I was aware of that and now I'm in there doing it myself it seems logical yeah. you know I, I take my hat off and not eat my words but I, you know it, it's, it's nice to have someone on that can challenge that effectively uh, look I think I agree with you I mean if I had well, I'm where I am now and that's the right place to be yeah that's how I feel yeah, I'm like yeah. we're here now yeah. It's where I'm meant to be. What can we do today? What yeah, can we yeah. do tomorrow? Yeah. Um, but if I had my time over, I would have got a job in a kitchen. As a chef? Well, as, a, as a kitchen hand. Yeah, yeah, whatever. And then I would have learnt yeah, and observed yeah. and studied and understood what goes on. Yeah, and, and I wouldn't have gone in having someone else be the key dependency. Yeah. Because you can always rely on yourself but you can't necessarily always rely on others, especially in a small business is what I've learned. So, yeah, yeah I, I certainly wouldn't do it again, but I'm here. So, so we'll make the best of it again yeah. and get on with it. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah, but I, I've heard you say that on the podcast because I'm a fan, yeah, yeah, as I've told you, but, and, and I agree with you. Yeah. Um, I don't think it is a good use of money or you sort of damage your, you only get one first impression. And I think I'm with my community, for a lot of people, I'm sort of, trying to get a second go with them now yeah 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 um, yeah, yeah. I sometimes it. you don't get that second go yeah so i think if but everyone deserves a second chance i think so yeah, yeah. I think so. but i think yeah going going in blind uh no don't do it yeah definitely <laughs> well on that note we'll go and uh, take from there thank you very much thanks that's all folks 